Welcome back to Truth in Texas Banking. I'm LaVonda Renfro, and today on my podcast, I have Erica Yeager. Erica Yeager is the Chief External Affairs Officer from the North Texas Food Bank. Prior to joining the Food Bank, she serves as the Assistant Dean of Development and Alumni Relations at the University of Texas at Dallas. You'll hear from Erica about how passionate she is for helping others and being involved in the community. We're so excited to have people with a purpose on the show. So welcome to the show, Erica. One of the things that I was so excited when we talked about who would have next on our podcast was we've been really involved with the North Texas Food Bank for a couple of years now, watching what they've done. And I don't think people really realize until I didn't realize, actually, Erica, until I went and did some volunteer time, the impact that this North Texas Food Bank and how big the impact it makes on our community. One of the things I really want to talk about is what does the North Texas Food Bank do? I think there may be some misconceptions out there, right? So why this one central area? Tell me a little more about the North Texas Food Bank and what it does for our community. Yeah, so first of all, thank you for having me today. We're so appreciative for our partnership with Veritex Bank. So the mission of the North Texas Food Bank is to close the hunger gap by providing access to nutritious food for our neighbors that are hungry. Hunger is a complex issue. And it is vast here in North Texas. We serve 13 counties through a network of more than 400 agencies to ensure that they have the nutritious product they need to serve their communities. So the North Texas Food Bank, in its most simplest terms, is an aggregator and distributor (laughs) of food, similar to the Federal Reserve, but for food. (laughs) Very important. Very important. Yeah, so there are currently um, 800,000 people within the counties that we serve that face food insecurity, which means they don't necessarily know Mm -hmm. where their next nutritious meal is coming from. So that's one in six people. That's one in five children. So that is why we exist and why we work hard every single day to make sure that um, we're able to provide both nourishment and hope for our neighbors facing hunger. When you talk about how it affects different people, I think, like I said, there there may be some misconceptions about that, right? About what really hunger is. And I think there's some, it's not just destitution, it's maybe some people who just can't, maybe have fallen on bad luck, or maybe the money's a little tighter than it was, and you have children. And, you know, most of us have not had to go hungry, right? And so it's a different, it's a different thing to see someone not have food, which should be a basic necessity for life. So when you have the North Texas Food Bank, we talked about being aggregator and that 13 counties in te- you know in North Texas that it serves. So tell me how the food is distributed and who gets the food from place to place. Yes, and I want to touch on one of your your comments because what COVID did it really helped illustrate that the face of hunger can look like any of us. It might be one yes. of your colleagues, it might be one of your neighbors, it might be a, a student in your child's class. So, you know, there is a misconception. Um, most of the people that we serve are considered the working poor. They just can't stretch their budget far enough to access the food they need for their families to learn and thrive and grow. So right. as far as the specifics and how we, we operate, we source food product. We either purchase it. We work with a number of retail partners that donate food product. We host a number of community food drives throughout the year. Yes. So we're, we're collecting food from, from our neighbors as well. A large portion of that comes through our distribution center, which is where you'll see a lot of volunteers packing and sorting food. And then it goes out through 
a fleet of 25 trucks, you know, on a daily basis across the 13 counties. So the agencies in our network, many of which I'm sure you guys are familiar with, they get online and order the product that they need from the North Texas Food Bank that we deliver to them. Uh, so they uh-huh. can put it on the shelves in their pantry. So almost 80% of the food we distribute goes through that agency network. And then likewise, uh-huh. the agencies that we serve are sourcing 80% of their product from the North Texas Food Bank. 400 plus agencies um, wow. that depend on the North Texas Food Bank to get the food that they need. That's amazing. I think one of the things that I was, uh, when I was volunteering during COVID, it was amazing to me to see how big the need was. The Veritex interns just came out and just helping distribute some food and pack some boxes up. It's something that we love to do as well as as part of our community giving back. But I think the people who work the North Texas Food Bank, I just want to talk about your purpose and why you do it. Because listen, this is this is a job that you get to see the good that it does, but I'm sure it comes with some heart right? Some heartaches and some heartstrings. So tell me, Erica, why, why you do what you do? Well, it it can be very heartbreaking (laughs) and humbling at the same time. We like to say we see the best and worst of society because you really do see heartbreak. And, you know, we all have stories of, especially at the height of the pandemic, when we were doing mobile distributions and we'd run out of food and there would still be a mile's worth of cars left in line. Um, And that is heartbreaking, but it's also humbling because we're able to witness firsthand the generosity of North Texans. Um, The volunteers really are the hearts and the hands of our organization. For me specifically, I, I believe it was Aristotle that said, your passions and the needs of the world intersect. Therein lies your calling. Many of us food bankers are driven by purpose, and we have found a way to lend our skill set and our experience and our professional expertise to really satisfy a, a significant community need. And that's what mm-hmm. keeps us motivated during those days that might be heartbreaking when you yeah. run out of food in the community. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome because, you know, our podcast really is about people with a purpose because, you know, listen, there's ordinary people that do things every day that some of us may not know about. And this is really what it's to shed light on ordinary people who have a passion for serving others and looking at how we can serve our communities better. And when I looked at your background, you were in Richardson and you, I think you had a lifestyle magazine to bring communities together. And so that was starting some of that passion, right? Mm-hmm. But you always had to have the passion to serve. This is about serving others. And I'm always interested in what do you think made that for you? How do you think came that person who found a passion for serving others? Well, I think some of it is growing up in a household that encourages volunteerism and service. And that's why I'm always so excited to see what we call our tiny philanthropists here at the North Texas Food Bank. We love those little volunteers and we love those little donors because we know that they're being exposed to community needs early on. And hopefully we're helping to develop that heart for for lifelong service. So that's part of it. Prior to the food bank, I was at University of Texas at Dallas because I believe and the power of education. It's mm-hmm. it's transformational to a student, especially those first-generation college students, not only them, but generations. So, right. you know, as part of that experience, I recognize that, gosh, in order to be successful in the classroom and to 
bring your best self to campus every day and to be able to go seek those internships and job opportunities, you've, you've got to have food in your stomach. You've, you've got yeah. to satisfy those most basic needs. So each opportunity I've had in my professional journey kind of exposes yes. me to that next level of, of need. So I feel like I'm kind of moving down Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And now I'm <laughs> working to address that most basic need of, of food. So. Yeah, I think you. I think it's interesting that you have to have both. You have to have a, a, a sincere desire to help, but you also have to have drive to get into the details of it. Right? It's not just about oh, there's a need here, but it's a how. So how do you combine the two of a sincere desire to serve, but the how to get it done? What makes what drives you to do that? Yes, and we're very fortunate here at the North Texas Food Bank because I will say we have a very driven employee population and leadership team, but also a very conscientious one. When we are operating yes. based on limited resources and donor dollars, we have okay. um, a financial responsibility to steward those dollars to the best of our ability. So right. that that means that we have to be very conscientious and strategic and intentional in how we spend our time and our resources and utilize our our employees to um, really be as efficient as possible. So that's that's when we get into the the details and the yeah. drive and the the business and the strategic planning and and we measure everything from mm-hmm. our days on hand, which you know is volunteer productivity, to our philosophy of no empty miles. If a truck is on the road, it's either picking up food or or distributing food. To how much it costs us to raise a dollar to the amount of waste our warehouse produces. So we're we're driven by those top level goals of closing the hunger yeah. gap, but we have yeah. a number of metrics that we're driven to meet, knowing that uh, by doing so, we're able to feed even more people here in North Texas. Yeah, I think that that's very interesting, just coming from a business perspective as well, is that, you know, volunteerism and these types of nonprofits, they take a lot of strategic uh, leadership and a lot of people who care about what happens, but it's not as simple as I'm showing up and distributing food. It's There's so much more that goes into it. That's the basic concept of it. There's so much more that goes into to doing that. And you have to have a real passion for serving. But you also have to have a lot of leadership skills, a lot of care about that, and that servant's heart that it mm-hmm. takes to make those things happen. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, tell us about the upcoming inventory that we participated at Veritex Bank. We, I was there last year counting. That was very interesting and I'll hopefully I'll get to come again this year. Tell us about the upcoming inventory count at North Texas Food Bank and what that does for you guys. Yes. So every year we have to cease our warehouse operations to take inventory of all the food product on our, our shelves. We have a 230,000 square foot warehouse. A lot of that is, is rack space with 11,000 rack units filled with food product. And it turns over mm-hmm. every two weeks. But at the end of the year, we do pause operations to take inventory because that's part of what we have to do to remain in compliance with Feeding America. Right. And um, it's just, again, good good control measurements and uh, stewardship of our resources. Good stewardship, right? Yes, yes. But by doing so, again, we cease operations, which means that we're using every resource we have to, to count and to track, which means we're not leading volunteers on our production floor to pack boxes. We're not using right. our warehouse workers to pick items and prepare it for loading in the trucks. We're not using our drivers 
to take the food on the last mile to those 400 agencies. So there is an impact by by shutting down. Uh, last year, we counted, I believe it was 19 million pounds of food with the help from Veritex. It was the first time we yes. used volunteers. And by doing so, we were able to reduce the number of days that we just had to shut down our operations. So it was a good trial last year. We were so grateful for your help that we're excited to, to partner with you again this year. Yeah, we were excited about it too. When we went out to count, uh, one of the things that we, we were like, huh, I'm, you know, everybody is very conscious about wanting to do it right. You know, wanting to make sure that we did it right very, you know, bankers, we like to make sure numbers are correct. <laughs> That's um, why we love having you guys. <laughs> <laughs> very strategic that way. But then I was really pleased when I heard that when the, I guess the audit of our work got done, I think it was like a 99% correct. And it took, I think what we did, uh, we're able to help with the North Texas Food Bank. It had you guys back in production three days, three or four days earlier than you had been in the past. Well, for me, that's impactful, right? I mean, that's very impactful for the people who you serve the most. So we're very pleased that we were able to help do that. And it's one way other people can say it's not just about it's always about giving food. It's always about helping with dollars. But there are ways you can help that maybe you may not realize. Right. And that's, that was part of our way. Yes, exactly. And it gets back to, you know, where your skill sets align with the need. Mm -hmm. This is such a perfect illustration of you were able to bring your colleagues to the food bank with a very specific skill set, people that have good attention to detail. (laughs) It was a tremendous, a tremendous help to us. And, you know, I don't have the most recent number, but I think at the height of the pandemic, we were moving 200,000 plus meals a day. So you can Mm -hmm. tie it back to how many more meals we're able to get out the door by being fully operational. And if you could reduce our inventory time through your expertise, then there's a meal impact there as well. Yeah, I thought that was great. It was just a great way. It was a great way for us also to share, like you said, different skill sets, right? It happens that way. So tell us, how do people, how do other people get involved with North Texas Food Bank? How does our community, that's part of what our podcast is about, is bringing communities together. How do people get involved with North Texas Food Bank and help any way they can? What can they do? Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) And I will start (laughs) by sharing that with inflation, the impact on food prices and gas prices that the need now is as great as it was during the height of the pandemic. So there is a, a true need out in the community and those that are seeking food assistance. Right. So it takes all of us at the table to address. There are a number of easy ways we tell people they can (laughs) assist. First is to provide funds. We we can stretch a dollar. One dollar provides three meals and it allows us to invest in the areas most needed, whether it's gas, we're spending 35% more on gas, propping up a new mobile pantry distribution site or purchasing food because retail donations are down. Those dollars can go a long way. The second is gift yeah. food. We still appreciate the support from community food drives. Our, um, yeah. During the month of September, we focus on peanut butter. So we have a goal of bringing in over 500,000 pounds of of peanut butter. That's an item that we seem to always be in need of. Give time. Again, we love people that are willing to roll up their sleeves and and serve on our production floor. There are other ways to volunteer, as you mentioned, whether it's skills-based or you know, in our garden or at any one of the agencies in our network. And then we ask people to um, give their voice, help us generate awareness of our mission and to 
advocate for legislation and policy that will help to reduce some of the barriers to food security. We just launched a new strategic plan called Nourish North Texas, and it's all about providing food for today and hope for tomorrow. So in addition to getting food out the door, we're looking at how do we partner with some more non-traditional partners to eliminate those barriers to food security. So you'll hear us talking okay. a lot about the root causes in the, the coming year and some of the the new innovative pilot programs we're launching to help people maybe with, with job training, with, with healthcare, all the, right. the things that could cause someone to become food insecure. One in six people in our North Texas community face food insecurity. One in five of those are children. You can help provide access to nutritious food and close the hunger gap through donating food, volunteering your time, or making a financial gift to the North Texas Food Bank. Please visit ntfb.org and together we can close the hunger gap in our community. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Erica Yeager from the North Texas Food Bank. Probably should have asked this before, but how did COVID affect, I don't know about the volunteers, some kids, listen, we, can only, we couldn't be all in one place, so it mm-hmm. actually probably did affect that. But just the giving, did COVID had a major effect and have y'all been able to recover from some of those effects? Yeah, it's a, the, the COVID impact we're, we're still feeling. It did impact our volunteers. We shut down volunteers right. and had to, we were dependent on the National Guard for over a year to help us pack those boxes. It impacted our our operations and that we had to redesign our production floor to accommodate a low to no touch uh, distribution model. It impacted our donations. Actually, at the height of COVID, we're seeing tremendous community support that has waned a little bit now just because awareness has decreased, yet the need is as high as it has ever been. And a lot of people that were able to support us during COVID are now feeling the the stress of inflation themselves. And it impacted the need. So those seeking food assistance uh, really increased. And in fact, 40% of those looking for assistance were seeking it for the first time. So we're still adjusting and learning how do we operate in this, I, I hate to say post-COVID world, but that's the reality yeah, maybe, where we are right now. Yeah, the reality of where we are, right? I do mm-hmm. think it's one of those things too. Uh, one of the things I want to really help with for this podcast and speaking with you is just keep an awareness around because it's not, it's, it's kind of like anything else. It's not during the holidays people need food. It's not, you know, just as summer when people need food, it's all year round. And the effects of the economy as well as the pandemic and how it just affects people differently. And some of our most vulnerable people that live in our communities. And so I just would encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast. And of course, our team at Veritex, we, we want our team to be servant leaders and involved in the community, that they're a part of something. And I would say that anyone who listens to this, we, we want people to know that this is an ongoing need. Listen, I would love to work you out of a job, Erica. You know, <laughs> <that> be awesome. <laughs> we would love that too. And you are absolutely right. It's hunger is a year-round issue. And in fact, summer is one of the hungriest seasons because children yeah. that are used to receiving maybe breakfast and lunch in the school environment don't have access to those meals. So yeah. we, we, we find more people turning to the agency network during during the summer. And they're, again, children and seniors, some of our most vulnerable populations are, are the most hungry. 
we're so moved by your servant's heart and by your team's servant heart to lead people to help get have food and what you do every day to to bring that to a, just I don't think people realize 13 counties, how many people that is. I mean, it's amazing when you start thinking about the numbers that it impacts and how that really impacts who, who we live with and how we live and work in our each of our communities. So thank you, Erica, and your whole team for everything you do. We'll try to keep doing our part to help raise awareness, bring food, bring dollars, let people know how they can be involved as well. And thank you for being such a great community leader. We really appreciate all you do. Oh my goodness. Thank you. And thanks to the entire Veritex Bank team. We are honored to have you at the table with us as we address the issue of food insecurity. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too.